Accurate podcast. My name is Anthony Stalzer. Joined as always as uh, joined as always by John Paulson of 444.com, who's got his rankings out. And if you don't have a subscription yet to 444.com, we don't know what the hell you're doing. So jump on it. Now is the time with the calendar flipping to October. John, how are we doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Anthony? Good, good. Tell us about the music, and then I'll tell you about League Sync. Yeah, this is actually a band that I uh, talked about on Twitter yesterday, and they whoever runs their Twitter account reached out and said thanks, and we chatted a little bit. Um, about uh, their album and their tour, um, it's a it's a band. It's called uh, Sure Sure. They're from uh, Los Angeles, I believe. The track is called Lie Lie Lie. Uh, they also have a album, a self titled album out uh, called Sure Sure. And um, check it out. I'll put it on the Most Accurate Podcast playlist, so you can find a link to that in any of the podcast posts on the four 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 dot com website. Beautiful. All right. Don't forget, we have we now have an iPhone or iPad app. That helps you set the highest scoring lineup every week and pick up the highest scoring free agents for the week and rest of season. It's free to download. Just do a search for 4 for 4 or League Sync in the App Store. Existing Pro and DFS subscriptions can full get full access to the app's features. Everyone else receives a 7-day free trial, so make sure you check out League Sync. It's a great tool. John, let's dive into some of these injuries and or suspensions. And as I say suspension, we got Mark Ingram coming off his. Impact on Alvin Kamara, where do you have Mark Ingram in your rankings as the Saints get ready to take on the Redskins on Monday Night Football? Well, Kamara uh, right now is like right up there. I think he's number one scoring running back, might be two, uh, depending on the scoring system. But with Ingram back, his workload will probably diminish a a bit. Uh, I don't know if they'll give Ingram everything that he got last year, or if they'll ramp that up, or maybe Kamara has um, earned a few extra touches per game, even with Ingram back. But if you look at what Kamara did, even in standard formats where he's not at his best, I mean, he's more of a PPR guy, but he's really good in standard as well due to all the touchdowns. From week four to week 17, after the uh, Adrian Peterson trade last year, uh, Kamara was the number three running back uh, in standard. Actually, Ingram was fourth in that span as well. So they just incredible production from their running backs. Uh, the running game will probably uh, regress a little bit this year, uh, but I think Kamara is still an every week start. Um, I just maybe his upside is not as high due to uh, uh, somewhat limited touches, but I think he's still going to see uh, more more touches uh, in the backfield than he did last year. Let's talk about the Bengals situation with Gio Bernard. He is expected to miss two to four weeks, according to Tom Placero of NFL Network. With He's got a sprained MCL, but good news for Joe Mixon fans. He was removed from the Week 5 injury report, so he will play against the Dolphins. Where do you have Mixon in your RB rankings? I think I have him at eight uh, right now heading into this week. There's a little bit of a concern about whether or not he'll be eased in um, Coming back from the knee injury, had the uh, couple-week uh, injury. He was the first two weeks of the season. He was the number six running back in standard formats. Uh, so we might see 
him a little bit limited, but I still think he'll approach 20 touches. Uh, Mark Walton will likely be the backup there, and maybe he sees a few extra carries this week uh, with, with Mixon on his way back. All right, the Falcons are also getting back Devontae Freeman, who's been out the last three weeks with a knee injury. He wasn't even listed on the Falcons' final injury report as they gear up for that shootout with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tevin Coleman's dealing with a shin injury, but he was also taken off the injury report. Are all, you know, is it, is it business as usual right now with Freeman and Coleman, or are you down on Freeman until he shows that he is healthy, John? I would like to not have to have to use him in this first week back. Uh, the, the Steelers are also fourth in adjusted fantasy points allowed to running backs, so uh, they've been pretty good against running backs uh, so far. Uh, in the first game against Philly, he had six carries for 36 yards against the Eagles, which is pretty good, actually, from a yards per carry standpoint against a very good Eagles defense. He had three catches for 14 yards, but he only played 56% of the snaps. Um, he may have missed some time there due to the injury, but the last three weeks he's been out. Uh, Tevin Coleman has 20 touches, 17 touches, uh, 17 touches in three straight games. I thought he'd be a little bit more productive. Uh, you know, he only scored one touchdown in the three games, which was kind of surprising. Um, but I think we're going to get, yeah, I think we're going to get back to where you've got Freeman as the one A and, and Coleman as the one B. And, um, I think once uh, Freeman proves that he's healthy, he's going to be in those high RB2 ranks again. All right, let's talk about Dalvin Cook. We'll stick with running backs. He's questionable with a hamstring injury. Looks like he's going to be a game-time decision for Week 5 against the Eagles. What's your recommendation for Dalvin Cook owners? Well, it's a tough matchup against the Eagles, as I mentioned. They're you know, they're only allowing 64 yards of rushing uh, per game, um, 76 uh, rushing attempts through four games, uh, two touchdowns, 3.4 yards per carry so they're a little bit of a a pass funnel offense right now um so i think this is more of a cousins uh Thielen, Diggs game uh than it is a dalvin cook game or latavius murray game if if cook is out uh murray will get the majority of the snaps but we just saw um him get completely ignored i mean he had seven touches against buffalo in a game that cook set out completely and uh he only ended up with seven touches so that's really kind of mind-boggling um and then he got four touches against the rams last week and that was with uh cook limited i think to 10 carries there didn't play much in the second half at all so uh, i wouldn't feel super confident about murray either given the matchup and the state of the minnesota running game which isn't real good good right now all right one more running back and then we'll shift to some wide receivers and then talk about some highlights in that thursday night football game leonard fournette is out tj yeldon is in and what a matchup tj yeldon has as the Jaguars travel to Kansas City, the Chiefs, John, have been gashed all year uh, on the run, by the run this year. Yeah, and uh, I thought you were going to go on and talk some more about <laughs> Sorry. that. Yeah, no, they've been awful. <laughs> they really have. I, I, I actually trip myself up because I'm like, they've been gashed all year. It's only been a month, but, you know, it's, they, they have. They've been they've yeah. been absolutely bad against the run this year. Good yeah, matchup for T.J. Eldon. <laughs> yeah, this is a good one. They're, they're 29th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to running backs. It's a nice matchup. Yeldon should get the vast majority of the touches. The interesting thing about Jacksonville is that they did try to get Corey Grant involved when they knew that Fournette was going to be out. So I think it was week two and week three. Um, they, they got Grant a few extra touches, and that kind of cut into Yeldon's um, uh, workload. 
But then last week when Fournette went out like mid-game, uh, Yeldon ended up with 18 carries, 52 yards, and a touchdown. He had three catches for 48 yards and a touchdown. Um, so he was the, the clearly the lead back um, in that in that game, and that was with Fournette kind of re-injuring his hamstring. Uh, I would expect him to continue to be the, the lead guy. I'm just a little bit nervous about um, ranking him as an RB1. I have him at 14 right now uh, this week in standard. If you go back and you look at the 22 career games where he's seen at least 13 touches, he's averaged 82 total yards and .36 touchdowns. Uh, that's 14.1 uh, points per game in PPR formats. Uh, so uh, I think he's a solid start if you're you know in a pinch at all. I think he's a high-end RB2. Let's talk about one wide receiver situation in Green Bay, and then we'll get to Will Fuller, and then we'll move on. Green Bay wide receivers. Cobb, <clears throat> Cobb's out. Excuse me. Cobb is out. Adams, Allison, thoughts on them? Who benefits, and does Aaron Rodgers take a hit in all this? Uh, yes, Aaron Rodgers, if – they're missing more than Cobb. I think he takes a hit. Uh, they're trying to get Allison through the concussion protocol. Uh, it sounded like Mike McCarthy said that there was some hope that he would be able to play. Uh, they still have a day to do that. So I think Adams will play. He's got the calf injury. He's not 100%. Um, maybe Allison plays. And then the third receiver will probably be Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He saw 71% of the uh, snaps in week four with Cobb missing, so he'll probably play um, starter-type snaps uh, if uh, Allison is out. Or even, he, regardless, he's going to play uh, starter-level snaps because because Cobb has already been ruled out. If Allison's out as well, then I think there's a little more, a few more targets headed his way. The next receiver on the depth chart is Jamon Moore. He played 14% of the snaps in week four as well. Uh, the other guy to keep in mind here, and I think he's uh, something of a – a sneaky start is uh, Ty Montgomery since he's got so much experience playing receiver. They can, you know, they're pretty loaded at running back right now. They can split him out wide or um, in the slot, and he can run a lot of those same routes. He's got so much experience doing that. He may slot slide in there after uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling and play, you know, the the third most uh, snaps at receiver if uh, Cobb and Allison uh, miss. Uh, if Allison's out. We know Cobb's out. If Allison's out as well, I think I'm going to be moving uh, Aaron Rodgers down a bit because he's just kind of playing with a with a short deck right now. All right, Will Fuller, hamstring questionable for that Week 5 game against the Cowboys. Naturally, this is a tough spot for fantasy owners because the Cowboys and Texans play play on Sunday night. So what what are your thoughts on Will Fuller? It looks like he'll play, and if you know, we'll, maybe we'll get a, uh, a tweet from Adam Schefter uh, Saturday or uh, Albert Breer or Ian Rappaport or somebody will will tweet and let us know whether or not he's playing. But it looks like he's he's in, uh, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, if he's out, I think uh, Kiki Koti is the is the pivot there uh, for owners who have Fuller and might want to uh, pick up a, a Koti um, cutie as a as a cutie. Yeah, <laughs> Kiki Koti. <laughs> Kiki Cutie. Okay, sorry. Yeah, that's um, it, you know you know it's funny. It, it, it's it, Texas Tech is like a perfect over team they, because they score so many points and stuff. So I, I got to know Kiki Cutie uh, a little bit watching Texas Tech games. I think it was me and Red Raiders fans that were the only ones watching Texas Tech games. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, he's the he's playing the third receiver right there with uh, with Bruce Ellington out. Um, he would step into bigger snaps and targets if Fuller's out, but Fuller uh, probably will will end up playing um, uh, and he's been 
so good. He's got ten touchdowns in his last seven games with Deshaun Watson. So he's a kind of a must start if he's if he's active. All right, I want to get your thoughts on the Thursday night football game. The Patriots uh, beat the Colts pretty handily. They they covered, by the way. If you're following my four for four dot com picks, they've covered it. Uh, as What's a, your record as now? Favorite sixteen four and one. Wow. Sixteen four and one. Yeah, that's it's been a it's been a good good couple of weeks here. So. Hopefully we keep this going. The gambling gods tend to get angry when somebody's doing that well. Um, so hopefully the bottom doesn't fall out. But let's let's keep it fantasy-wise here, and we'll talk about Julian Edelman. He made his return last night. Seven of nine targets, seven catches, nine targets, 57 yards. Could have had a nice big completion at, at one point, but he dropped the pass. What were your thoughts on his usage coming back? Uh, sort of what I expected, His his splits with – Gronk in the lineup uh, from 2016. I think he had eight games with Gronk, eight games without. His his splits were a lot lower with Gronk in the lineup for obvious reasons. Gronk is getting more work uh, than Edelman when he's out there. So I'm a little bit cautious with him. I think he's fine in PPR because he'll you know he'll get his six for 73 or whatever and and get you 13, 14 fantasy points, but. You know, he's not going to catch much, many touchdowns, and if Gronk's healthy, he just has a lower ceiling. Uh, what I wanted to see with Edelman back is the is how they're using these receivers, and you can get a little bit from the snap percentage. They had uh, Chris Hogan out there for 91% of the snaps. Edelman was uh, second with 70% of the snaps. Uh, James White is essentially a receiver. He was there 61%. Philip Drosett, 61%. Josh Gordon... Uh, 26%. He had the touchdown. And then um, Cor- Cordell Patterson also a touchdown. He, he did that on 12% of the snaps. So right now, Dorsett's still playing more than twice as many snaps as Gordon, although it seems like Gordon is uh, you know, making a case that he should be uh, getting those snaps. Um, I think you're ending up with a really talented receiving core. Tom Brady's got a lot of weapons to throw to uh, with Edelman back. And you know Brady's looking like a top two or three uh, fancy quarterback for the for the rest of the season. All right, you talked about since you talked about Josh Gordon in that that uh, blurb there. We'll talk about the the running backs for the Patriots. Sony Michelle rushed 18 times for 98 yards and a touchdown. He had a 12 yard reception as well. He had a big run in the second half. Uh, he looks really good. In fact, they only dressed two running backs. The other one being, of course, James White, who caught 10 of 14 targets for 77 yards and a touchdown. He's he's been a PPR monster. What do you like about this New England backfield? Enough, enough to go around fantasy-wise with both White and Michelle? Yeah, I think so. If they're going to score, especially if they're going to score 38 points, <laughs> there's quite a bit to go around for everybody. Uh, my only concern, I like James White. I'm a James White fan. I ranked him very high this week. Uh, people question why I have him ranked high uh, you know, pretty much every week, but uh, he's been delivering this year and it was nice to see him get that much usage with Edelman back because there was a school of thought that he was getting a lot of that short passing game work that Edelman would normally get. Uh, I'm a little concerned that he only saw two carries. Uh, He was well, well behind Sonny Michelle's uh, workload uh, last night. I would like to see him get five to six carries. Maybe that'll, you know, that'll happen over the course of the season, but because uh, he's not going to see 14 targets a game, you know, if he's seeing double digits per game, he's going to be startable every week. But uh, I have a feeling he's going to be settling into the seven to ten range as the passing down back there, and uh, that'll make him a good PPR back, but not as good of a standard back. I think he needs a little bit of extra work uh, in, in the running game in order to be a, an every week starter. 
Um, but right now, I think you got to keep running him out there uh, until this sort of sorts itself out and he has a bad game because right now he's he's red hot and they're they're using him quite a bit. And then Michelle it looks like he's just going to be that Legarrette Blunt um, type running back there, where you know games where they don't face a really really tough rush defense, he's going to see uh, fifteen to twenty carries and probably get a touchdown. Um, so he's pretty much a, a must start in most matchups there uh, in standard formats. All right, let's flip over to the Colts side of things. You had Jordan Wilkins and Naheem Hines were the running backs with Marlon Mack out. Hines rushed 15 times for 45 yards in the loss. He also caught seven passes for an additional 45 yards. Wilkins rushed six times for 39 yards. He added two receptions for nine yards. Here's the question. Is Naheem Hines a solid start when Marlon Mack is out? Yes, he is. He's averaged... uh... 16.0 16.0 fantasy points per game in the, I guess it's four games now that Mac has missed. Um, just tons of receptions, and this didn't really surprise me. I mean, I, I was the only thing I was surprised about Hines is that he didn't have more yardage there when I was looking at the box score in the third quarter. Uh, he was getting a lot of carries, uh, wasn't getting a ton of work in the passing game, and didn't get it until late. Uh, but he ended up with 90 total yards, seven receptions, so that's a nice uh, 16 point. Uh, I guess 16.0 uh, fantasy day. So his average, I think, is 16.5 over those four games. I had those things reversed. Uh, he's yeah, he's going to be a PPR RB two as long as uh, Mac is out, and this makes me really want Mac to come back so that we can uh, see what he can do in this offense because you know the whole whole offense needs some help, and I think he can add a lot to the running game and the passing game. All right, real quick, uh, just you know, T.Y. Hilton was out. We weren't expecting much out of guys like Ryan Grant or Chester Rogers, but Rogers actually caught 8 of 11 targets for 66 yards. Ryan Grant caught 6 of 9 targets for 58 yards. And Eric Ebron, uh, the tight end, had a big night, 9 of 15, 105 yards, and he had two touchdowns. So just what are your thoughts on the Colts receiving core with T.Y. Hilton out? Yeah, I've been waiting for this uh, Ebron uh, game with Jack Doyle out. I guess it take. I guess it takes uh, T.Y. Hilton to be out as well for him to have a monster <laughs> game. Uh, he did have a touchdown last week. Uh, did not have a good game two weeks ago. Um, I, I, I'm well aware because I ranked him very high and had him in all my DFS lineups. Uh, uh, but he did produce last week, and just obviously this week is a huge, uh, a huge game for especially at the tight end position, which is so dreadful after uh, Travis Kelsey. Uh, Zach Ertz and um, Rob Gronkowski really this this year, but nine for 105 and two touchdowns on 15 targets. Uh, so 11 targets for Rodgers, nine for Grant. It's pretty clear that they're the top two options in the receiving core um, with with uh, Hilton sidelined. Uh, they even brought they dusted off Eric Swoop for three catches for 44 yards and a touchdown. Um, and a little bit surprised that uh, Zach Pascal didn't have a better game. He did have seven targets. Um, he was running as the third receiver there. He only had one catch for 12 yards. Um, I was expecting a little bit more out of him. But uh, Robert Turbin was back as well. He got one target. I just wanted to mention him in regard to the backfield conversation. doesn't look like he's going to be a, a big factor right now, especially early in his uh, return from the suspension. All right, let's tell you about the 4-for-4 four four, um, rest of season subscriptions. 4-for-4 four four just cut their prices for our rest of the season subscriptions, which means you can get a classic subscription for just $19 now. A pro subscription is only going to run you $39, and our DFS subscription is for $79. Plus, if you use the code TMAP, 
you can get an additional 10% off. That's T-M-A-P. It's the letters, but think of the most accurate podcast. John, week five, sneaky starts. I know you got a couple of quarterbacks for us. Tell us about those. Yeah, Blake Bortles is really worth a look this this week. Uh, he's playing the Chiefs. They're 30th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. And then Fournette's out. So if you look back at the last two seasons or season plus, uh, there's Fournette's missed five games. In those five games, Blake Bortles has uh, averaged 288 passing yards, 1.8 touchdowns, and a very un-Bortles-like 0.2 interceptions. So he's really stepped it up with his uh, his performance and his production with Fournette out. I think he's a, a strong start this week, and uh, he's, he is Blake Bortles at any time. He can lay a pretty good turd, but uh, I think he'll he'll produce this week against the against the Chiefs. And the other guy that I think is being ranked a little bit low, given his recent performance and his matchup against the Chargers, is Derek Carr. Um, he's, he had a huge game against the Browns. Obviously, he said three uh 300 yard games this season out of four he's averaging 343 yards passing uh, on the year um the raiders are throwing the ball more than they have in years past 42.3 attempts per game and this matchup is good uh the chargers have given up 288 yards 2.5 touchdowns per game and that was to cj bethard jared goff josh allen and patrick mahomes so two Good quarterbacks in there and two not-so-good fantasy quarterbacks in there. Uh, there's a 53.5 over-under in this game, so uh, you know they're expecting a shootout in Vegas. Um, so I think Carr is a pretty good, pretty good start this week as well. All right, running backs now. Yeah, uh, Aaron Jones, you know, it's, it was the difference was stark the last two weeks when he came back and started carrying the ball. You just see how much better he is than Jamal Williams uh, and even Ty Montgomery. He's just got good quickness and can find holes um, where they aren't readily uh, available. Uh, Jamal Williams is, is okay when he's got a big hole to run through, but uh, Jones is significantly better. We knew this in the offseason that he was the better pure runner. His issue has been in pass protections, but the Packers seem to be hiding him a little bit in that um in, the, in those situations, he's not not necessarily in on third downs when they need a pass block for for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so I think this week, with all the you know, receiving woes that the Packers are having, that they may really run uh, lean on the running game. The, the Lions are 31st in adjusted fantasy points allowed to running backs. Um, they've been giving up uh, quite a bit of uh, rushing yards this season. They're 158 per game. They're leading the league in rushing yards allowed, 5.3 yards per attempt uh, 118 attempts against them in four games so that's almost 30 rushing attempts uh, per game uh, by their opposition uh, so I think this might be uh, smart for Mike McCarthy and company to, to lean on the run a little bit more in this game see if they can get a 100 yard game or a 90 yard game out of Aaron Jones and um, if you given that opportunity I think he'll produce the other guy that maybe is still flying under the radar is Austin Eckler he's He's number 14 in standard on the year, number 13 in PPR, so you know he shouldn't be running under, uh, flying under the radar. Um, he's getting 10, 10.3 touches per game. And, uh, again, this is a shootout against the Raiders. I think he'll see another uh, 8 to 12 touches and have a pretty good have a pretty good production, good chance to score a touchdown. The Chargers are expected to score 29.5 points, so he might get one of those touchdowns. Uh, so I think Eckler's a good start again this week. 
All right, I don't know if I've ever seen you You just list two uh, teams, just the wide receivers. You just have one team, wide receivers, another team, <laughs> wide receivers. So uh, tell us why you like Jacksonville's wide receivers, although I, I think we could guess here where you just mentioned the high total in that KC-Jacksonville game. And you also like Washington's wide receivers on Monday night against the Saints. Yeah, Bortles, the 288 yards, the passing uh, with these three. Now, Keelan Cole, Dante Moncrief, D.D. Westbrook. Westbrook's been the most productive of the three so far. Uh, Moncrief leads the team in uh, air yards. Uh, Moncrief had a huge game last week, though. Uh, and then uh, Keelan Cole's, you know, the, the guy that we thought that was going to be the number one receiver there. Uh, and he's he's had one good game, I think. Um, I'm just pulling up his game log right now. Yeah, he had the 7 for yeah. 116. and and a touchdown against New England, eight targets in that game, nine targets against Tennessee, and then just three targets against the Jets. So he's uh, probably due for a pretty good game here against Casey as well. Now, I think all three could produce. I'm guessing that two out of the three will end up having good starter caliber games and one will be disappointing just because that seems to be how it's working right now at the Jacksonville uh, passing game. But the fact that Fournette's out and uh, Bortles probably approaches 300 yards, if not more, in this game, and maybe all three can produce. All right, oh, finally. Sorry. Oh, no, sorry. no, go ahead. Yeah, the, Washington. Yeah. yeah, the Redskins. Uh, this is a kind of a similar situation. It's, we're you know facing the Saints there, the Redskins, uh, 32 and adjusted fantasy points allowed to receivers, the Saints. Uh, they're pretty good against the run, so they're kind of funneling uh, plays against the pass. And, this, you know, this bodes well for Alex Smith, Jamison Crowder, Paul Richardson. I saw that Josh Dotson was in a, uh, has something going on with his heel and was in a boot, so that's – Kind of keep that in mind. If he's out, I would upgrade Crowder and Richardson a little bit. Neither one has produced consistently, but they both uh, had some flashes. I think Richardson had a uh, pretty good game recently. He had the well, he had the four for four for sixty three on six targets against Indianapolis, then one for forty six and touchdown against Green Bay on two targets. But uh, if Dotson's out, I would assume both these guys would get closer to that seven to ten range that you need for for fantasy production. All right, and then finally, you got a couple of tight ends, and this is always a troublesome group for fantasy owners looking for tight ends to stream. So who do you like here? Yeah, it looks like I uh, I listed eight guys, and they're all, not all of them, but most of them are stream types, streaming types. It goes from Vance McDonald down to Red Ellison, so this is kind of the group that we're talking about. But two guys <laughs> I want to talk about are C.J. Uzuma from the Bengals. Uh, it's not a t- fantastic matchup against the Dolphins. They're seventh in adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight ends. Uh, but Uzuma has been running well ahead of Croft this season. I think he's got three times as many pass routes run. Um, but, you know, and you're looking at this Cincinnati offense, uh, I think John Ross is going to be out. Um, and, you know, obviously Eifert is out. So, you know, Uzuma is going to be stepping into a, a pretty big role. We'll see if, if he's targeted the same amount. He's got good speed to stretch, stretch the seam, so it wouldn't be surprising if he caught a long pass or a long touchdown. Um, and uh, Andy Dalton's pretty hot, so I think this is a pretty good start uh, for him if you're streaming. And then the other guy that is quietly carving out a role in his team's passing game is uh, Jeff Swaim. Uh, he's been playing 90% or more of the snaps in every game, uh, but now he's got a couple of pretty good fantasy days for a tight end. He had 5 for 47 on 7 targets against the Seahawks, uh, so that's nine, almost 10 points in PPR formats. Uh, and he had three for 39 and a touchdown on five targets against the Lions last week. He's 
a 19.7% target share over the last two weeks, which is pretty good for a tight end. So it looks like Dak Prescott's starting to look his way. That receiving core is just dearth, you know, has, is a dearth of talent, and they need somebody uh, to step up at the tight end position. It looks like Swaim's uh, giving it a go. The, the matchup is nice against the, the Texans as well. They're 28th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to tight ends. Awesome, John. Excellent stuff as always. By the way, you can follow John on Twitter at 444 underscore John. Don't forget, 444 just cut their prices for our rest of the season subscribers. Get a classic sub, $19 pro sub, $39 DFS sub, only $79. Use that code TMAP to get an additional 10% off if you haven't already. Make sure you search for 444 or League Sync in the App Store as well. And that is such a great tool, especially when you're trying to stream and find find the, the best players to play uh, off your waiver wire. That'll do it for us on the Most Accurate Podcast. I'm Anthony Stalter for John Paulson. We'll see you next week. Oh, la, la, la.